Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018 is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Center in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined across the room because we are not sitting next to each other right now. Luke has gone and got a comfy seat. He's not on the steel chairs, the cool, cold steel chairs, the unforgiving steel of the chairs. He's on a comfy little grey cushioned number, like a wimp, like a namby-pamby man. How you doing, Luke? I was just, I was waiting for you to actually introduce, because you said I'm joined by, and then went on a long diatribe about where I was currently sat, as opposed to actually saying who I am. But hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. It's that time of the year, Luke, when the flesh happens. When the flesh happens? This is, uh, this, it's probably the warmest day of the year so oh, far. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was in shorts yesterday, but yep. today, so happy to be in shorts. Yep, it's, uh, it's sunny outside. I just walked to the shops to get something for my lunch break. And yeah, it's it's that time of the year when a lot of people are just like, I'm not going to wear many clothes now. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Like over the weekend, it was raining and everyone was all drab and covered up. But boom, this morning, everyone's got their bits out. Oh, and my. some of those bits are very welcome. Other bits, not not so much. In what ways? Just, just, just tops of butt cracks. Ooh. I'm not, yeah, it was... It was it was an eventful trip up the road, <laughs> is what I'm saying. There was a lot of lot of flesh. Mm-hmm. Where me, if that was me, I probably wouldn't have revealed 
that amount of flesh. No, you'd have no. covered that up. But then some people I saw and say, hey, if I looked like you, I would actually probably still not that much flesh, but I'm, I'm happy that you have the confidence to do it. Man, look at Oliver yeah. Davis body shaming in 2018. Am I body shaming? A little or bit. Am I just? You, I mean, you practically just said, "Oh, if you if you don't look quite right, better cover yourself up." I'm not saying that. I just don't think there was much conscientiousness that's gone into it. I don't feel like it's a out and proud thing for to wear ill-fitting trousers. I mean, these are, these are two small clothes for these this person. And it was just, yeah. Hey, man, just wear what you're comfy with. It's just a body. I don't know how they <laughs> can be comfy. It's way too tight. There's spillage over the top. It's, it's just a body, man. It, yes. Well, it's just like, <laughs> I wouldn't walk outside like that. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, that's now fair you enough. You made man. me feel bad by chucking in the body well, you, shaming label. You, you should feel bad. You're, just, you're shaming me <laughs> for... For bod- I've turned into Alexa Bliss. You're a bully. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm the bully, really, because I'm bullying you. Yeah, just let me be the sort of. Just, if you if you don't like me, leave me for who I am. <laughs> I hate people who say I that. I know you and I have had that before. Yeah. It's like well, if you know you're a problem, just just don't be a problem. Hey, that's just the way I am. Well, the way you are is a dick. <laughs> Nobody likes you. There's a reason I'm the only person here right now. Anyway, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not to name names. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Chris is great. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so um, awkward shift of gears. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, Bruno Sammartino is just <laughs> good. Oh, no, we, had to say, we had to bring it up, and I just realised how bad a transition this is. I was just thinking like how really we should open this episode and thought... Man, we've we just seen mm. that the, they've just released a trailer for Glow Season 2, which premieres on June 29th. And then we also had the untimely news that Bruno Sammartino, wrestling legend Bruno Sammartino, has passed away. But you decided to open it up with uh, talking about butt cracks. It was just what was on my mind. Mm. It was, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, sadly, Bruno Sammartino has passed away aged 82 we didn't know this when we recorded wrestle ramble uh, so that the rest of this episode is going to have no mention of him uh but yeah yeah mm, very sad news very sad news but uh, i'm glad that he was able to get the recognition that he deserves by wwe it's and he was able to see that it wasn't something they just did um as a post Posthumous, yes. Post posthumous, yeah. I always I always struggle to say that the the second part of that, but like done after death in the way that some others have. I was actually listening to I think it was a something to wrestle episode. Um, it was it was something to wrestle. They're doing the WrestleMania four episode that they did quite recently, and Conrad asked Bruce Pritchard why the either the British Bulldog or um, uh, the British Bulldogs. It was. Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid, thank you very much. Why neither British Bulldog nor the Dynamite Kid were in, and Pritchard said, or you know, or even in as a tag team as the as the Bulldogs. And he said that he would they would probably wait until Dynamite Kid has passed away before inducting them. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, that's a really that's a really crap way of looking at it. Of just like, yeah, we should really let like honor these people, but one of them is in a wheelchair and that's a lot of hassle, so Let's just, I mean, one of them's already passed away. We may as well wait till the other one's gone and then induct them. Mm. And Dynamite Kid's quite horrible. Well, there is, <laughs> there is that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a totally fictitious Hall of Fame. I obviously 
thoughts with Bruno Sammartino's family and and all that. But uh, but being so into the wrestling news world, my third, you know, like, oh no, Bruno Sammartino's dead. Oh no, feel for his family. My a few thoughts down after that was. Ah, uh, Dave Meltzer would have just finished writing the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Yeah. And now he's going to have to... I mean, like, you think of big obituaries. This mm-hmm. is going to be a bitch of obituary to write. And Dave, I bet you Dave Meltzer has been planning this obituary for quite some time. Because if there was one person that absolutely friggin' loves Bruno Sammartino, it's Dave Meltzer. Like, him and Bruno are very good friends. They've got a very good relationship. And he... He'll be he'll be devastated. I yeah. say. and he'll he'll write up quite. I reckon actually the newsletter will be late this week. I reckon it'll be out on Friday. You right because of this? Yeah. Because of this, I think he'll delay it so he can. It's write big up enough news. I mean, yeah. like one of the biggest stars of all time before my time. So I just know about him really f- through rewatching the odd thing. Yeah, and just the the immense like presence he has over WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a man who was, he was a Vince McMahon senior boy. He was like his guy. He was champion for, you know, hundreds of years, however long he was, he was champion for. But him and Vince Jr., the, the, the current Vince McMahon that we know, they never really had the greatest of relationships. I think Vince, the current McMahon, always saw, saw him as like his dad's era of wrestling and like Hogan was more his guy. And then he was, he really fell out of favor with the WWF. Uh, in the 90s when they started doing Attitude Era stuff and he just thought it was, uh, you know, not the way that wrestling should be. And, you know, he had some very... He had quite a lot of thoughts to say about the wrestling landscape that it had become in the late 90s and early 2000s. And it wasn't until Triple H reached out to him in, was it 20... 2013, 2013 I just saw he, yeah. he went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it was like 2012, 2013 that Triple H reached out to him to be like, hey, you know... The business has changed. You know, we have also changed as a company. We're now doing this, that, and the other. And it was all through Triple H and Triple H's kind of campaigning and and talking with Bruno that he managed to convince him to go into the WWE Hall of Fame and be allowed back into the company somewhat. Because up until then, they just blacklisted him and just, like, erased him from history. He He wasn't really a thing. But now that they're sort of, like, back on good graces, they'll, uh... Yeah, you know, now they, they will talk about him. They'll talk about the great, the, the great stuff that he's done. He went to the Hall of Fame. So there'll be a very nice video package for him on Raw. In fact, actually, I wonder if they already worked on one to put onto NXT tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see. But for now, let's get on with the show. Well, it's all wrapped up now. The superstars are shaken and we can see where they fell. And... The spread of the land of the main roster, I think we can quite comfortably agree, SmackDown kicked Raw's ass. What was Kurt Angle thinking? Kurt Angle made some terrible choices, really. It's like, I mean, yeah, I know you want Samoa Joe, but I want Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. That's the only way this seems fair. Yeah, there was a... There's just... I mean, Bobby Roode, okay. Uh, Who else went to Raw... Zack Ryder, Mojo Rawley, you, The Ascension. You, you the, the, the lower ones, the oh, worst decent ones. There was uh, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal. Yep. Um, should have written these down. <laughs> this is not very are you, professional. Are you trying to say that we should have been prepared? We did write the SmackDown ones down, though. So, okay, this is a lot better. The first one was Jeff Hardy. With his United States Championship. Yes. You, lucky there, Paige. Yeah, so he, he came call. along. And he's uh, immediately... The, the mid-card scene is... 
quite well developed. It's like I, I've written in my notes, it's 2008. Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin. I know, right? That's a bit of a flashback. Uh, then The Miz had his promo. We already knew he was moving over, but Miz is a credible screen presence like he doesn't really move the needle in terms of ratings or make anyone want to buy a match that he's in or like mm-hmm. a pay-per-view but like he's definitely a star yep in, in an a-list and again sense. and you talk about bolstering up that mid card yeah with the miz in there jeff and randy and um um and you know even some of the other people that haven't had a chance to, to be on tv at ty dillinger you know maybe you slot him into that role it's not happening uh yeah the miz just got a promo though that's what i liked about this smackdown uh, compared to Raw, and, and I guess it's because Raw did have SmackDown in mind, like, oh, we can't do too much because it might re- uh, reveal who's not moving where. But SmackDown didn't have that problem. They could just press ahead with storyline stuff like they did the previous week after WrestleMania, uh, which Raw didn't. So so well, SmackDown that, yeah. managed to incorporate the superstar shakeup into storylines, whereas Raw just felt like it was thrown together with new people and didn't really further anything. Yeah, they were just, it was two weeks of house shows, basically. Mm. And like what I really liked about SmackDown, particularly this week and last week, as you said there, they have... Like, SmackDown opened this week with stories. Like, it wasn't... The, the opening video package wasn't like, whoa, superstar shakeup, who's coming to SmackDown? It was like, the important thing here is that AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura are feuding over the WWE Championship. That's your main thing. It's you said it's Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles' testicles. <laughs> yeah. They are that that's the that's the um, money feud. Yeah, absolutely. Right there. Yeah. So like and that was the video package. And then AJ came out and he didn't cut a promo about the superstar shakeup. He cut a promo on Shinsuke Nakamura. And he was interrupted by Rusev. And then Daniel Bryan came out. It was all focused on SmackDown and building storylines and kind of creating these divisions, creating these little feuds and this, that, and the other. And I, I was like, wow, at one point, I actually forgot there was a Superstar Shake. It wasn't until Jeff came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've got a Superstar Shake up on like our hands. Three here. segments in, we got our first <laughs> reveal. Yeah. But uh, m- m- so most of the stuff, and I understand this might be because after Raw, whereas all the SmackDown roster were backstage at Raw because. You know, they do the WWE tend to do these things as a shoot mm-hmm. or possibly last minute. Whereas, nah, I want you on Raw. So it's good that you're there. Whereas the Raw stars, after that, the Raw roster had to leave for South Africa for mm-hmm. some dates down there. Uh, so some of the people here, like the bar are one of them, aren't they? Yeah, They're the... definitely on the South African tour. Yeah, they actually took a photo of them on the plane heading to South Africa with Finn Balor and Sasha Banks, which is why everyone was like, oh, so none, you four aren't going to the SmackDown then. But we've got, we got a video yeah. pack. We've got a promo from them instead. And Absolution, so Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they just got a graphic. Mm-hmm. I hope that's how they continue. Just, oh, man. Well, just so, in graphics. So coming like, soon. Like Emelina. Yeah, that worked well. Then probably the biggest one, and most surprising, considering he set up a feud with Roman Reigns on Raw, and they're going to have a match in three weeks' time or two weeks' time at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. Yeah, and isn't it really funny how we were just saying then Raw has felt like house shows but they have built one storyline which is Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns and then one half of that has gone to the other brand but yeah they've built I, the one storyline they've built yeah isn't a long term thing I was genuinely surprised that it was Joe like I, re- I was watching I was waiting and I was like okay who's it going to be who's it going to be and then it was Joe and I was like huh genuinely didn't see that coming yeah well really- and like it's it throws up a lot of possibilities and questions now and it kind of like adds a bit of intrigue perhaps going into Greatest Royal Rumble which I'm almost certain is non-canon at times it's non-canon anyways there's too many title matches <laughs> and I then, think one's got a turn and then and then for Backlash as well because Joe is having Joe's got an IC championship match at Greatest Royal Rumble 
when was that announced? I don't think it has been announced yet. I was very confused. I was very there. confused because I thought he'd slipped up. Same. I, I thought he'd said the wrong thing because I was like, "Has Joe got a championship match at Greatest Royal Rumble?" And I thought it was a, a cock up until Todd Phillips repeated it, and I was like, "Oh, well, if they're repeating it, then it must be the case." But so he's got an IC championship. Just match. run with it, guys. Yeah, just, run with it. Yeah. He's got a match now. So he's, he's booked himself. More more people should do that. Just just think <laughs> they've got championship matches got a title on air. Match now. Yeah. Um. So he he's got an IC championship match at Greatest Royal Rumble, which is also features uh, Reigns and Lesnar for the Universal Championship. And if Roman wins the Universal Championship, then his match with Samoa Joe is for the Universal Championship at Backlash. So he could theoretically come over to SmackDown with both the IC Championship and the Universal Championship. And they've already got the US Championship and the WWE Championship. Raw, in a couple of weeks, could only have the tag belts Uh, and the women's belt. Usually I would say, well, that's poppycock. That's not going to happen. But then WrestleMania (laughs) is in my head. And this draft about how, like, how thin Raw feels right now. That's a three-hour show. Well, they have just taken all... They've taken the entirety of SmackDown's mid-card. And everyone was just like, man, they've just really gutted out SmackDown. But I'm looking at it now being like... Yeah, but SmackDown is such a much thinner and much nicer show now. I just I know I can name you pretty much every single person who's on the card. Whereas if I looked at Raw, I'd be like, uh, there's this, I think this person's there, that person might be doing something, but then they probably won't be on the show at all. Well that's it. I think SmackDown lost a lot of quantity, but they have gained quality, quality oh, in absolutely. space. Absolutely. So Samoa Joe is definitely the highest profile of the trades. But the biggest uh, NX, well, you know, you can't even say that because no. Andrade. So Sanity uh, are also being called up. Uh, about time, I yeah. think. Yeah, it, it's funny. We had so many people say in the comments. I had so many people say it to me on Twitter. I, I didn't see it happening. So, I mean, kudos to everyone else, but I, I personally didn't see it happening. And then they announced it. I was like, wow, they're actually, they're actually doing it. Yeah. But then my excitement of that was taken down a, a couple of pegs later on when it was just announced that it was Eric Young, um, Wolf, and Killian Dane. Mm. And not Nikki Cross, which is a shame. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. Yeah. So can't uh, have too many women on the main roster. Let's be honest. That was that was Sanity had a video package, and then they got a graphic later on, a really cool video package. Yeah. We'll get into it uh, when we do the full review. Mm-hmm. And then in the women's segment, uh, Asuka ran down for the save. So although she's kind of been on SmackDown by the nature of how she challenged with her Royal Rumble shot, that's now official. Uh, then the bar, as we've already said, Sheamus and Cesaro. Pretty big deal there as well. Yeah. Who which kind it? of reveals they're losing to Woken Matt and Bray. Well, are they though? What, so the Raw tag team <laughs> titles would go over to SmackDown? Could be. I mean, it's we're getting the best of both worlds every month now, so... Best of both worlds. <laughs> we want it all. So it could, you know, maybe they'll just defend them against Woken and Bray at the next WWE pay-per-view, which I think is Extreme Rules. It's Backlash again, isn't it? That's right, it's Backlash again. More Backlash than ever. Yeah, because now it's like every pay-per-view is the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head in direct competition. Well, they don't go head-to-head in direct competition. It just has, you've got Raw matches and you've got SmackDown matches. I know what I'm saying, but if if the bar win at Greatest Royal Rumble and then defend against the uh, Woken Hardy, then they will go head-to-head in direct competition at second Backlash. Didn't think of that. Mm. And then the, the good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson... Uh, just had a, a video package rather than a promo or anything. They're coming across. Yep. I think of all the names, that is going to be the most beneficial to them. Like because everyone else, like they're exciting, but there's there's no real like revamp opportunities there. The Good Brothers need so, like they they've just been 
sit their raw run. They're like what, like three, four time tag team champions? Are they really I thought they didn't win it once. I don't even care. And that's the problem. But now they're over on SmackDown. No Finn, but technically like that was only like a month or two thing. Yeah. They had a very fun thing going with AJ Styles. Oh, that's true. Back, back in the th- day yeah, with yeah, the club. Exactly. So I'm actually more excited to see that iteration of the Bullet Club reform. And this video package was 100% serious. It was just like, look how devastating these are as a team. They're former tag team champions. They're badasses. They've been all over the globe. They've won championships all over the world. It wasn't them dressed up as doctors or whatever that garbage was that they were doing with the, the New Day and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm thinking this is a bit of a character revamp for them. It's not going to be about Nerdometer and, and that sort of stuff. It's going to be about serious Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows again, which I'm all for, man. That sounds great to me. And man, what a cracking little tag team division you've got there where you've got The Bar and you've got Galanderson, you've got the Bludgeon Brothers, the Usos, New Day. Like, those, just those five teams there. Like, I'm, I'm happy with that, man. But and there's, there's probably another team as well. That San- I'm sanity. San- yeah, Sanity, absolutely. Well, you see, I would, uh, I would split up The Bar in the next six months. Oh, I, but- I, I know you're so desperate to do <laughs> this. They're so, a great act together, but I, they're so much better apart. Well, I know, but like you're so desperate for them to split. Yeah, I don't think they're going in a ladder to. match. <laughs> uh, maybe they could have a best of seven series with oh, someone. Hopefully, our truth. Who you know what? I've always I enjoy his comedy. I think he's a good comedic performer. He always gets the crowd going by I, asking them repeatedly, "What is up?" I mean, I did laugh because it was like the New Day are walking backstage, and they're like, "Oh my god, look who it is! It's the Immortal!" And then it pans over and it's our truth. And I literally go like, "I mean, you did literally troll me there." And I I bought that hook, line, and sinker. So well done, you. And then I was like, "No, it's our truth." But then I did chuckle when he was like, "It's so great to be here on Monday Night Raw." And they're like, "No, it's it's Tuesday. It's the other show." And he's like, "Cool, guys. I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah, so maybe he's not on SmackDown. Maybe that was. Maybe our truth could just he he could like because Heath Slater wasn't drafted last year, was he? No, that was the funny the year thing. Before. It was, was it the year before? Yeah, it's been two years since. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, yeah, of course. Good grief. <laughs> Where I'm just trying to forget go? superstar shakeups are a thing, <laughs> and it's just the last draft in my head. So maybe our truth could flick between the two brands because he's confused and he's wacky. Chop on NXT. You should draft. Little Nicky to the other one. Mm. Is that the name of the character? Oh, no, little, little, little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Yeah. Little Nicky is an Adam Sandler movie. It is, yeah. I thought you were making a reference to Nicholas. No, and then we got Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega. Because she's a hot woman, so she's allowed to be a manager. For now. <laughs> like, we don't know. They, they broke Rusev and Lana up. Mm. Who knows? Hopefully they stay together because... She's a very important part of his act. As we've said many times before, like he was treading water before they paired up together, and she, uh, her, as an act now, they've just completely revamped themselves. And like, it's he's awesome. It's like it's revamped from a performance thing, but in storyline, just like the backstory wise, he was partying. He wasn't really focusing. It's Zelina as because he's she's not a manager. She's a business manager, right? Oh, maybe that's why they'll get yeah. away with it. On like this. Paul like Heyman a, is an advocate. advocate. Yeah, so she's a business associate. Maybe that's how they'll get around it. So, uh, so hopefully that's that. And like you just the matches Andrade can have, and Zelina can wrestle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her Thea Trinidad? Yeah. Is that her name. So, like, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't really want. Well, I do want to see her wrestle, but I kind of like her in this role more at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but there's there's potential there. But Andrade, like with Brian, Andrade, I think he's going to go in the US title picture. One hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. So with Jeff Hardy, you know, and Randy Orton, and actually the other thing as well, what I loved about, I mean, we'll go obviously into these in more detail when we do the the recap. 
But Samoa Joe, when he got his promo afterwards, and he was like, I want to ruin Daniel Bryan's dreams. I want to have a match. I'm going to defang the Viper, and I'm going to demasculate um, AJ Styles. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. yes, mwah, 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 mwah. more of this, please. Basically, SmackDown has become 2007 TNA. Because you've got uh, AJ Styles, yeah. Samoa Joe, Eric Young. I'm like, hey, it's all the people I really liked in 2007. Jeff Hardy. I'm like, hey, it's 2007 TNA all over again. Eric, you said Eric Young. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Because I just thought, oh, he hasn't said Eric Young. <laughs> he did. Uh, and if Kurt Angle hops over. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So uh, when we were trying to make a list of all these trades, we haven't, there might be some online ones, which we Ooh, haven't I haven't shared. Skipped because we're so happy with these ones. But uh, we wrote those all down. And I, th- I feel like we're missing someone. And you go, no, I think that's I'm it. Pretty much that's all of them. So, and I get I get to the end of my notes. Big Cass. Yeah, like, not Big Cass. The biggest, well, not the biggest, but like that was what the show ended on. Mm. It was his entrance music that this episode of SmackDown closed. Oh, he's straight into that main event scene. Yeah, because he is, isn't he? He's, because he's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. You can't teach it, man. He's tall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He's big. Cass. It's, I. I mean, I am. Um, I, I like Big Cass. Is it? He's called Big Cass, right? He's well, not called Colin Cass. No, no, he is Big Cass. They should have pr- uh, a graphic uh, for him later. Right, on, which, uh, Big Cass again. So that's good. Loved his act with that other guy, mm-hmm. what, whoever he was. They they were really good together, and I liked the heel run. I thought he would work the crowd really well. But it was like, oh, you only ever feuded with Enzo Amore, which had like the crowd was super invested in. Are they invested in you, Big Cass? As oh, a heel? God, he also feuded with the Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that classic shark cage match they had at SummerSlam yeah. last year? But, I mean, I know you're being uh, droll, but to, <laughs> for, for everyone else, that was it was still feuding was, with Enzo yeah. via the proxy of Big Show. And so it's like, are you in... Uh, is the crowd into Big Cass as a heel, or were they into that feud and, mm. and that Enzo betrayal? And I, I was looking at Big Cass, and I thought, I don't really want to see you as a heel, and I definitely don't want you to see you as a top heel... And then I was like, oh, this might be this year's gender. Because I remember last year that I was so happy about the SmackDown roster. I was like, here we go. It was a a rough couple of months with the whole Bray Wyatt thing. But before then, SmackDown was the A show. It was so much fun to watch with AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, the Viper in the Family storyline, the Ellsworth stuff, which I personally adored. I loved it. And and then they they had a pretty good hand in the draft, in the Superstar shakeup. And I was like, okay, we're going to reset this now. And then it was like eight months of Jinder at the top hmm. and the Kevin Owens, AJ Styles feud. Nothing was clicking right? apart okay. from the tag division. Can I try to alleviate some of your, is- your not issues, your worries? Cynicism, yes. Your cynicism. It could have been Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's still it's <laughs> just going to be Baron Corbin on Raw. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, Bob. I don't have to review Raw, so yeah. I suppose that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... I'm I do like Big Cass as a performer. I mean, but he's really got no track record as a, yeah. a top heel performer. And, he's, you know, he's he's limited in what he can do in the ring. He's going to have fantastic opposition, but I, I mean, he'd, he'd be a great mid-card act. Well, OK, yeah, so here's the thing. I'm like, I'm excited for the possibilities of Jeff Hardy feuding with the people that are on SmackDown, like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. And I'm, I'm excited by all that. I'm excited by Randy Orton feuding with these people that are coming in. I'm excited by Samoa Joe feuding with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I'm excited by Andrade feuding with all these people. 
I'm not excited about Big Cass feuding with them. So like, and I think that's why I, I like Big Cass as well. And I'm excited to see what he can do. But I'm, it doesn't make me look forward to any of the feuds he's going to have on SmackDown Live. It's all of the roster now. Not all of the roster, but everyone we just mentioned, you know, our truth aside, I, any combination of those guys yeah. is exciting no, in nom, some nom, way. Nom, 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 yeah, yeah, like very exciting as well, not just slightly. Uh, apart from the ones that include Big Cass, and it's not just like, if he was just drafted to SmackDown, fine, that's fine. But he's like a top heel in the positioning. And it's I know this would really gut Raw, but man... Why the hell haven't you put Drew McIntyre in this position? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. absolutely, bloody exactly. I'd have loved Drew in this role. Better wrestler, yeah. better talker, and he's also, better look. He's eight foot tall. You can't yeah, he was that. carved out of a tree he, oh, yeah, I'd three have, centuries ago. I'd have much rather that. But so here's the other question, I suppose, for this. Is, actually, I've got two questions for you. Is this big cast going into the main event, or is it taking Daniel Bryan out of the main event into the mid card? Because he's also feuding with The Miz, who is not a main event uh, heel on the company. He's very much going to be positioned in that mid card thing. And is it that is it WWE's way of saying like, right, you've had your Daniel Bryan WrestleMania return now. Now let's take it down a couple of pegs and move him back into the mid card where he really belongs. I. This could be played back to me in several weeks. Interesting. And, and haha, Ollie's stupid. But I am optimistic here. I, I feel like WWE, Daniel Bryan has, has moved from thorn in their side to the part-time performer status. Because he was it because he, he left and came back, kind of. Yeah. He's a special attraction now. Well, I mean, and I, I feel like I that might right. be that might be a switch in Vince's head when he's gone from this bearded guy to box office yeah well i'm i hope you're absolutely right because i i really hope daniel bryan is in that main event picture with joe and with aj and you know and all these other guys that's what i'm i'm really hopeful for the other question and this is actually something that's been posted to me on twitter a couple of times by people today who actually i've seen a lot of people really down on smackdown today because i think they were expecting more people to show up maybe more nxt call-ups or what have you because what well, more would well, you want? well bearing in mind that raw got 21 people and like, but none of them are brilliant. Well, no, I know, but it's sometimes people want quantity over okay. quality. But the other reason that people were down on SmackDown is that they said like, well, there's only three baby faces on SmackDown now. Four, if you, I mean, because you've got AJ Bryan, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton, and everyone else is a heel. Is it uh, is, is it becoming a brand that is too heel stacked? We'll have to see. I mean. They could just do a Natalia. When when uh, the bar turn up, they could be baby faces. You saw the way they dance in that Best of Both Worlds video. We won it all. Oh. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Previous episodes include Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, WrestleMania 25, and more. The next episode continues the WrestleMania theme with arguably the best mania ever, WrestleMania X7. Featuring the epic main event of The Rock vs Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. It also has the Triple H vs Undertaker match you're supposed to forget happened, and the gimmick Battle Royal! Your backing will get you access to all previous episodes too. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. That's patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So the main show kicked off not with just random cameos or, or te- whatever, superstar shakes. Or Shane McMahon coming down to be like, hey, uh, what up, Providence? Yeah, when is he getting surgery? Why was he even <laughs> on this show? He could have been pre-taped, I suppose. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, as you already alluded to, it kicked off right with the story. AJ Styles comes out and he's calling out Nakamura and he says I'm not leaving this ring until Nakamura comes out to apologize to my balls mm-hmm. my balls have been beaten what are we at what, I mean maybe we should have a low blow counter oh that's a good so there, the, yeah. there was one at Wrestlemania two last for the heel week. turn two last week and there was one here yeah we're so at we're four. at four blows four ball shots four ball shots which is eight testicles <laughs> injured Eight separate yeah. testicle impacts. I mean, I don't want to spoil because you haven't seen my SmackDown review yet because yeah. it's only just gone off to the, to the editor. But I've renamed his finisher the Phenomenal Ball Arm. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I mean, like it's it's gonna in twenty years time they're gonna do a lot of uh, like CTE research, but on testicles, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna look back at this era of like, unprotected oh. ball shots <laughs> and be like, what were we thinking? <laughs> of course, it's a bad idea. Anyway, there were dueling AJ Styles, Nakamura chants yeah, here. Crazy. So it just shows how Nakamura's more over as a heel. Yeah. More he's more over as a he's more over as a babyface as a heel than he was when he was o- as a babyface. Does that make sense? Yeah, you more or less got there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that's great to see that the crowd are invested in both. And uh, uh, he said that like Nakamura has forgotten how to speak English, but he's not here for a conversation. He's here for a fight. And I thought it was a really, really nice line. But he didn't get Nakamura. Instead, he got Rusev Day. 
Uh, so Rusev came out and um, English sang a great song. Yes. And, um, I like it when he changes it up. Yeah, it was really cool. And then he took the survey and people chanted Rusev Day. And then we got AJ Styles versus Rusev in a... I mean, it was wasn't really a match. It was basically just an angle. Um, Rusev got in. He, 30 seconds. 30 max. seconds. AJ immediately locked in the calf crusher. English ran in for the uh, DQ. And then Brian came down to run the save. I smell a tag team match player. Yes, which Paige joked about in the next segment. She stole my damn joke. I, I thought... Uh, I, when, when Rusev and Aiden English came out, they were so happy and Rusev was beaming a smile so broad, probably because he's back in the Undertaker match... I thought, oh, okay, superstar shakeup. They're they're now faces. They're on the same brand, but now they're baby faces. But then Aiden English had a line about uh, this being a rubbish town, mm-hmm. and then they he, he beat up AJ at the end. So definitely heels definitely still. Definitely heels still. But uh, you know, if they if this is a, a heel heavy brand, they're the first people to turn. Mm, yeah, well, really. that's very true. Yeah. So yes, Shane McMahon was watching all this opening segment backstage. On a monitor, like a normal person, actually. Mm-hmm. It wasn't positioned weirdly. And yeah, I just thought, why even show him here? <clears throat> like, why do we need Shane here? Because you need to show that there are people who are managing this show, I guess. Because then One? Why can't I have one person? <laughs> because <laughs> sometimes that one person is Kurt Angle flubbing lines. Sometimes you need two people. Because we don't have... We can't have- Angle flubbing all of his lines on Raw, and then Shane flubbing his lines on SmackDown. We need Paige there to save these segments. Well, that's, I'm not. I've got nothing wrong with Paige. I'm saying take out the Shane. I know what you're saying. But anyway, so Paige comes in and she said we're going to have a tag team match tonight, and then they do some Teddy Long impersonations and do the Teddy Long dance. Paige walks back in. They have a bit of a, a, a quote-unquote awkward moment. Yeah, she kind of catches Shane doing a dance. It wasn't particularly good, um, but. Hey, you know it's it's a new it's a fresh change. Well, yeah, let, I I thought the same thing. I thought I'm not going to be too hard on them because this is this is a new dynamic. But if they went for awkward, they got realistically <laughs> awkward. Like this was not comically awkward. Yeah. It just came off as awkward and slightly rubbish. Yeah, pretty much. Tonight we are having a celebration. Yes. Uh, and then Shelton Benjamin uh, came out and he was cutting a promo the now single Sel- uh, Shelton Benjamin because he's been split up from his tag team partner Chad Gable and they showed a tweet that he'd put out saying like hey man I wish Chad Gable all the best and he said on Twitter last night I said I wish Chad Gable all the best in other news my Twitter got hacked oh, oh. sick burn I'm going to do that Shelton Benjamin <laughs> for the uh, what was that when they b- roasted the Usos That's right yeah yes. I forgot all about that um, and then so he said like it's now time for him to shine he could be a singles run that's another guy in that sort of US title picture position and he calls out a, a big challenge this is where I thought we might get a big either big castle or the big show it wasn't it was Randy Orton again like it's third segment into the show still no superstar shake up like even being mentioned I was like oh wow it's just Randy Orton I guess we're going to have Randy Orton versus Shelton Benjamin then this is the way a superstar shakeup episode should be done. As yeah. fun as yesterday was, or two days, the Raw Monday Night Raw was. It's like it's, it's. There's nothing. There's no meat there. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this has got. This is a perfect balance. But Randy Orton walks out halfway down the ramp with his music playing, then stops. Then his music stops. So he stopped before he should have done, and then I'm like, well, what's going on here? And then Jeff Hardy comes out. It was a bit sloppy. Bit sloppy, yeah, a bit sloppy. And then, but what I really did like about it was the way that Randy Orton just looked at Jeff Hardy. Mm. I'm just like, you little dick. <laughs> <laughs> you well, come, who do you who do you think you are? I don't. 
that was good. I thought they could have built on it more because, of course, Jeff is the US champion. Randy is the number one contender to the US title. And he's like, ah, I thought I had an easy one with Jinder, but now I've got to face Jeff Hardy. La- Last week, I did a Darth Vader as no at the, at the thought, at the mere thought of another Randy versus Jinder feud. And now instead, I'm getting a Randy Jeff Hardy feud. Nom, nom, nom. So much happier with yes. this. Lovely stuff. Uh, so how good is Jeff Hardy? <laughs> I think we can say. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't connect to him. Well, re- yeah, I d- character wise, I don't connect with him. But for, from a from just like a. You know when people have been around so long and accomplished so much, they just have a presence with them. It's not like a presence I, I'm dying to see all the time like mm. some people, but I can definitely appreciate it. And he's, I thought his selling was really, really good here of the knee where he just like he'll run into the ropes and then just sort of hobble back. Yep. Really, really good stuff. Great stuff. And I mean, I don't know if this is a recent thing. I shouldn't say that because every time I say that, people tell me that it's happened for ages and I get called an idiot. Apparently Meteora is a thing. Um, he is sticking the landing on those swanton bombs nowadays. Oh, no, that is not a recent thing. He is landing... I mean, maybe it's just because he's been gone for a while, but he's been landing those suckers heavy. No, no, no. He, he just does... Yeah, because before, like, back in the day, yeah. he would kind of just land with on the his top neck. of his neck. That, that, to me, when I think of the swanton bomb, that's what I see. This is now like a senton splash <laughs> just with a flip. So yeah. heavy on yeah. them. No, that that has been since he's returned. It's like watching Matt Riddle wrestle. Yeah, it's, it's like amazing. he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to hurt you. <laughs> just just going to legit you. finish yep. a match. Well, I thought this was a really fun match. Yes, um, I liked Je- it. Uh, Jeff Hardy got the twist of fate and the swanton bomb and he won. Jeff has established himself as the US champion on SmackDown. Good stuff. Really enjoyed this. Really good, really promising division going forward. Lovely. Like, amazing. Jeff Hardy leading the mid card. We've got Randy Orton in there. Shelton Benjamin uh, has that name weight. You chuck an Almas in there, and it's like Almas feels bigger just by being around these guys. And as I said last week, I, I, what I, I really wish they'd do more with the New Day is have them also yeah. have these singles feuds. Like put Kofi in there, put Xavier in there, put Big E in there. And all of a sudden, just like it bolsters it even further. Mm. It'd be great stuff. They could still be a tag team, but just also going for singles runs. Love it. And also, presumably, in that mid card kind of like main event slot is The Miz, who got a promo up next. And Monroe Sky made her WWE TV debut she here. She did, bless her. Yeah. So Miz is like saying, he's initially it looks like he's just standing backstage because it's like a metal panel. Mm-hmm. Why is that in his house? Well, because he likes to feel at home and in his own home. And when he feels at home is when he is in a WWE locker room. He's so WWE through and through. Yeah. All their TVs are positioned <laughs> gonna say that, like that to yeah, the wall. Sofas have sat next to them. Yeah. Uh, sparsely decorated offices if with it, pictures of WWE <laughs> movies, yeah, with a maybe a pot plant mm. if you're lucky, and always a uh, a robot lady in each of the rooms in case one of them needs to ask a question about like how they're feeling yeah. that day. Yeah, well, they they do have their own reality TV show, so I'm sure that's probably actually uh, a presence. Mm-hmm. So Miz there, in, and he cuts this promo. He's like, I'm gonna beat up Daniel Bryan for saying he'll wants to punch me in the face. Do you want to see me? Do you want to see Daniel Bryan punch me in the face, local town? And then I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, tough, because I'm not there, which was like a nice reveal. And that's when he revealed that metal background was his house. Yeah, and he said that he'll be on SmackDown. An Smack- interior wall in his house. He'll be on SmackDown next week because he's going to kick Daniel Bryan's ass and then Maurice tells him off because he swore in front of the baby. Yeah. This is tremendous stuff. So, that, yeah, this is very, very And that's good. the other thing as well. With I mean, we'll come on to Big Cass, I suppose, quite shortly. But we're kind of what I really enjoyed about um, SmackDown is they're setting up like intertwining feuds. 
because Daniel Bryan is now currently feuding with The Miz and Big Cass. That's great. It's not like Miz and Big Cass are teaming together. They're just having like just separate feuds. And Samoa Joe's called them all out as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know where Sanity and Andrade are going to go. This is this is how wrestling booking should be done. And it's what works so well. A lot of people crap on him. But when Vince Russo had the book, he would just like, there'd be so many directions. Everyone would be feuding with everyone. So you could have Undertaker, The Rock, one, one month as your pay-per-view. And the next month you could have a different match. But then the month after that, go back to Rock versus The Undertaker. Because there's still an unresolved dispute there. Whereas opposed to these days where it's just Rock Undertaker, Rock Undertaker, Rock Undertaker for four or five months, the same match, and it, it dries things mm-hmm. out. Speaking of, Luke Harper beat Jey Uso. But before we got that, Sanya, uh, that's when yeah. they announced um, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose have been drafted uh, to SmackDown. But yeah, then we got Jey uh, Uso versus Harper. Again, another short match. Harper won with the discus clothesline very, very quickly. So I, I'm getting... I'm not bored of the Bludgeon Brothers, but now I'm at the point where I want something different. Mm-hmm. Now that they're champions... Well, Perhaps this is going to be your something different because after the match, the Bludgeon Brothers started to beat down the Usos. They kind of threw them hither and yonder. And then just as they picked up their mallets of complete death, Naomi ran down from the back to like be in front of her husband saying, like, please, like, almost pleading for their lives. And as I said in the SmackDown review, it kind of adds a level of realism that a feud be- in this feud between the Usos and two guys who wear masks and carry around giant mallets. And like it adds, it's just it's just this one addition, and it gives Naomi something to do because it's not like you can't have more than one women's storyline going on in WWE. So she can be involved in this feud here. It's not a brilliant use of her, but it adds something a bit different. It kind of and it makes their marriage canon, I suppose, within the WWE universe, quote unquote. I think it's quite nice. There's a nice little wrinkle to the story. Yeah, and, and uh, I, it, it was intriguing, but I just, I'm Bludgeon Brothers have been squashing people for so long. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I want to, and now they're champions. I just wanted yeah. a bit more. I get you, uh, and hopefully that comes soon. But the uh, Naomi is not usually someone I associate with good acting. Like she, <laughs> she is, she, she's been pretty darn rotten i mm. would say in backstage because... stuff before but here she was good yeah, i'd, I'd like to i think it's because natalia just sucks the charisma out of people natalia like, yeah i think natalia is the, among the worst of like the backstage acting yeah and i think she does make people like just just comparatively worse by standing next to them mm. so then the camera cuts to in the ring and sinkara's there sinkara spotting and i was like is this a trade is... <laughs> <laughs> where was he before is this Actually, a call-up? You know I don't know. Genuine, I don't know. Yeah. What brand is Kalisto on? Is he just on 205 Live? Is that I his brand? Know. I don't know. We should. <laughs> but it'll be. Fu- I thought it'd be funnier if I did not look this up. No, go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just spat on you, I think. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't feel it. It's okay. Uh, so th- then, uh, who's going to have a match against Sin Cara? It's bloody Samoa Joe. Oh, yes, and mate. And Joe just comes out and uh, kills, kills Sin Cara, chokes him out relatively quickly. I even joked yesterday. It was like, well, looks like Joe's Joe or Roman Reigns aren't getting drafted. <laughs> Why do I even say those things? Oh, man, but I was, I'm so happy to see Joe. And then afterwards, he, he, uh, he said that uh, SmackDown is the land of opportunity, but really it's the land of handouts. And everyone only is here thinks they're only so good because I haven't been here. Oh, what a, what a money line that is. Yeah, yeah. And he just cut this promo, and that's where he started setting up these feuds with Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. I'm like, yes, more and more of this. Mm-hmm. And this is when he said that he's got the IC title match with Rollins at Greatest Royal Rumble and his feud with Roman Reigns at Backlash. Again, like intertwining storylines. Mo Joe's got so much on his plate at the moment. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. And uh, 
Yes. Yeah, Joe's Joe's awesome. I had another point to make. Uh oh. Oh dear. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, that was it. So the actual verbiage, like he said, defang Randy Orton, and uh, mm-hmm. I. D- he said he emasculate yeah, not, yeah yeah so like oh yeah 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 in in the hands of someone else in the voice of someone else that would sound terrible and you know like i i just think of kane going eviscerate you and all mm-hmm. that language that he's forced to use joe's such a good promo it's seamless and it just comes out naturally it's got his character down perfectly indeed what did we have next luke we had a uh, no we, i was gonna say we could skip over the best thing on the show obviously we got the best of both brand promo I hope they uh, they keep playing this every week for the next fifty two weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah, totally. it's it's brilliant. I, I mean, oh, oh, I kind of want other people to do it. Like every month, we get a, a yeah. new crop of stars doing this. NXT and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. So then there was the Sanity video package, which was just Eric Young talking about chaos. Eric Young's great voice. Yeah. What a what a like timber he has to his throat. So wonderful. And uh, it was a very really really well put together video package grainy news footage a few clips of uh, sanity and at the end it says chaos and then arriving and then there's a flash frame of the word sanity as well i kind of i mean i i, I don't, I don't want to sound too negative I, I try not to be too negative onto these shows i don't think this is how i would have debuted sanity mm. i would have tried to make it feel a bit more chaotic particularly at the end when they were just like hey by the way we've called up sanity and then yeah. they got like a graphic on screen it's not how I would have done it, but at the same time, I'm very excited to see them on the main roster. Just kind of wish Nikki Cross was with them. I can't argue with that. Did you see uh, Akada's tweet I did about not. this? So WWE tweeted out, looks like chaos is coming <laughs> to SmackDown Live. Chaos is, of course, the New Japan faction that Akada kind of heads up. And Akada just tweeted back, quoting that tweet. Now nah, we're in Japan. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Then we got Daniel Bryan backstage uh, telling Renee Young that he saved AJ Styles because he respects him and one day he wants to fight him. Yes, bloody please. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around into Big Cass's big torso. He came up to about his nipple. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. Wow. And Bryan is like four foot eleven. Yeah. And then the camera backs out and then looks up and uh, Big Cass is like, wow, so you're what all the fuss is about. What, did you just not watch wrestling for ages? God, oh, I, you see, he, he got you, man. He's yeah, you. that's what he's meant to be. Good point. And he noted Brian's height. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, okay. So I was going to be angry for a bit about that being brought up, but he is a heel <laughs> and he has made me angry. So, yeah. But it worked, brother. Kudos to Big Cass, I guess. Worked, but there's, brother. I would like... That's not the way I want to dislike someone. I want to dislike someone because they're wicked heels, not because... They don't watch wrestling. They don't. They, yeah. don't, they don't like the same people you not, like. Not because it's damaging perceptions. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get. Okay. Uh, so then we had the Carmelabration. Just, sorry, just a melabration. A melabration. My apologies. Uh, and this was uh, Carmela in the ring celebrating her title win. That rhymed. And it had my jacket all over <laughs> the ring post. Your jacket, we're not wearing it. No, I did too spot, hot. I did spot it all around. <laughs> um, but it's great. So she kind of talked about how she's now the SmackDown Live Women's Champion and how she did it. She did it all on her own. <laughs> and she yeah. did a video package that was edited together to make it look like she won the money in the bank and Ellsworth wasn't involved. And then all she's done then is dominate the women's division. And then she cashed in money in the bank and uh, and she won. And it was, you know, it was a great video. And Carmella was great in this role. She was just like, like constantly laughing 
be like, oh, I'm the champion. And it was, and it's great. She's a wonderful little character, and I, I really like Carmella in this role. I, I, I've been a bit down on on Carmella for some time, and because, and that's not like anything to do with her. It's just been they've given her nothing to do. It's just apart from running, potentially cash in, and then not do that, and it just made her feel a bit naff. Yeah. But this is great. It's a really cool presentation of her, and she's such a good promo. Yeah. This was really good, and it, you could tell that there were bits that were scripted, but she was going off script and interacting with the crowd based on what the crowd were chanting, which and she didn't miss a beat, mm-hmm. which is very very tricky to do. I actually felt that AJ did that earlier in the night as well because mm. I don't think they would have expected the, the crowd to have the dueling chance of AJ Styles and Nakamura, and then he was like, "This is what I wanted." Like, this is what I'd, I'd wanted, yeah. but then he ruined this and got it right back on track. I thought but, it was really good. But it reminded me of the promo after she won the Money in the Bank briefcase, and then that killer promo she delivered. And mm-hmm. I was like, she, she's a great promo. Why have we forgotten this? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't she allowed to do promos more often like this? Yeah. Uh, but yes, then Charlotte comes out and says, look, that's not true because the Iconics helped you last week and that chinless freak. She mentioned James Ellsworth. Yeah. Well, not by name. No. Uh, uh, helped you win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Then the Iconics come out oh, and do um, a good, fun heel I promo. I loved this so much. We mentioned it last week. My favourite kind of heels are their heels that just laugh at their own jokes, even if the jokes aren't funny. And this was amazing because Billy Kay comes out and he's just like, Charlotte, you're pathetic. This is all, you know, you're having a go at her. And then she was like, uh, Peyton, you know, you know what to do. And then Peyton started doing this impression of Charlotte, which is like, hi, I'm Charlotte. My diaper needs changing. I need a bottle. I need a nap. Wah, wah, wah. And then Billy Kay just laughs. He goes like, if I close my eyes, I think I think Charlotte's yeah. standing next to me. Oh, I loved this. They're really good. Uh, Charlotte has enough and then decides to beat them up. But the Iconics start to get the better of her, which they should do because there's two of them <laughs> and they've just debuted and they need to look strong, unlike the Riot Squad. <laughs> And so that was very good. And Becky Lynch ran down uh, to to save uh, Charlotte. And then that turned into more brawl than ever with Carmella getting involved. And that brought out Asuka. Well, no, it's good. No, oh, I got it mixed up. You got it mixed up. It's, I thought, I initially wrote down tag match. I initially wrote down Charlotte and Becky versus the Iconic. Yeah. But no, it was a singles match. It was just Charlotte versus Billy Kay. Um, quite a slow match. Kay mostly just dominated with rest holds. Crowd chanted for Y2J. Uh, and then Charlotte won with the figure eights. It wasn't particularly great. It went quite a while. And I think because Kay was losing in essentially her debut match on SmackDown Live, I think they wanted to give her a lot in ring. Uh, but it it's, it didn't really work. Like we've well, got to give them impressive stuff, not another chin lock. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't really didn't really work. And then yeah, after it was uh, Carmella jumped in and she attacked Charlotte with the belt. And then Becky got involved because she'd come down for the save earlier. Yes. And then Asuka finally comes to SmackDown Live and she run she runs down. Zero character change for Asuka by the looks of it, which. Yeah, not not how I would have done it. I was actually every. I was just watching. I was like, and then and then Asuka turns around and boots Charlotte in the face, mm. or she turns around and boots Becky in the face. But nope, she's just still babyface Asuka. Yeah, it's that that's unfortunate. Asuka coming out as well. Like, you know, you never know how you're going to feel when you see people return after absences. And I've got to say. She did not feel special. No, really didn't. Which is a which is worrying it's, it's and, and a, a real shame. Yeah, it really is a shame. I mean, I, I said in the video last week. Like, I don't want to seem down, but it does feel that WWE have gone out of their way to make this streak feel unspecial. Yeah, it's like I've got no problem with the streak ending, nope. but the follow up hasn't been the most effective use of that yeah. that ending. 
Uh, which, yep, yeah, which is a shame. And I'm yeah. just uh, at the end of this, I just thought. I mean, I'm ex- this looks like a stacked division. You've got the Iconics. I'm excited about. Carmella's a cool champion. Charlotte, Becky, Asuka. That's- Naomi's in there as well. Absolution. Well, yeah. You can forget <laughs> those guys. But then I was like, but the people who are standing in front of me now in the ring, it's a three baby faces and three heels. And oh my God, am I sick of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we've had six for, a, for six a year. Six times next week. For a year of Riot Squad versus assortment of baby faces Charlotte welcoming committee versus assortment of baby faces so hopefully they I spin off into the singles faces. feuds multiple singles feuds and they actually give becky something to do well yeah i mean we talked about this earlier so last week there was a that becky made a joke in like a post-match interview that she's just like well why didn't you save charlotte and i i like to think this is just becky like grabbing someone saying like we need to do something here to fill in this plot hole why wouldn't i have gone out and she cut this promo saying like oh i was eating quinoa backstage and then i heard all this commotion and by the time i'd found out it was too late still it was really good quinoa but it was a nice little funny thing so she posted up a video on twitter of her eating quinoa hearing what had happened and it was like not this time dropping the quinoa and running out to make the save she's too she's too good and they're doing nothing with her. Like they should almost put her on the writing staff. <laughs> yeah. Just to just to catch any plot holes in, in the women's division. Yeah. And she can she can make fun online stuff around it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, she should be featured a lot more prominently. She certainly and does. You know when you uh you start writing someone's name in bubble letters on a birthday card? Mm-hmm. You get really big. You like, love this metaphor. I do. <laughs> it happens so much. Uh, and you're like, you know, well your name's quite Sure, anyway, so L U K E O W E. Oh no, I'm running out of space for the N and the S. Yep, <laughs> yep. So you've got to just squeeze it in there at the end and yeah. really get it in. That's what happened at the end of the Superstar <laughs> Shake Up episode of SmackDown because, like, after not having a shake for about three segments and then, like, one here, one there, a little bit over here, it was Good Brothers to SmackDown, video package of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, yep. The Bar to SmackDown, Cesaro and Sheamus cut a promo on their phone. Uh, the New Day are backstage. They run into our truth. We've already talked about it. There's a bit of stuff with Ty Dillinger. I wonder if they're setting up a tag team of Ty and Truth because, like, they had their own little, like, hands gesture mm. thing. Maybe they could do it as a wacky tag team that Ty's always showing up but R-Truth is never there for it because he thinks he's on a different show. Yeah. I mean, they haven't got Breezango now, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something. It's something. It's something. And then Andrade Almas... Andrade Cien Almas, my apologies, with Zelina Vega in a in a mobile phone shop video yeah. package. Uh, promo 2. And then we got the main event of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan versus Rusev Day. This match wasn't as fun as you'd think it would be because mm. it was just the heels beating down AJ for ages. Um, and then, but, then Bryan got the hot tag. What a and hot tag. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Uh, like you said, not much worth talking about for the, the first part of the match. But yeah, Brian runs in, crazy hot tag, three years of energy just stored oh, up in him. So wonderful. You see him shake the middle rope like yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Or but Batista. Like, oh, yeah, but, but it was the middle rope, so maybe <laughs> there is something to the height thing. Uh, it just, he's so, like, Brian was, is so good here. I didn't even mind Rusev Day effectively being used as exhibition fodder. Yeah. Because that's the only reason they were in this match. Yeah. Uh, even though they're super over themselves. But then, as 
uh, Brian is setting up. Well, he hits the flying knee, yep. the running knee. What, mm-hmm. do you, what do they call it? Just I, they, they do call it something, but I can't remember. Shining wizard? No, it's no, not that's AJ's knee, isn't it? Uh, and they it's so like he, knee or something. Yeah, he hits that on uh, Rusev, wasn't it? But then it's the bull shot, the it's phenomenal bull arm from Nakamura, who had run through the crowd, hits AJ, leaves like. <laughs> It's because he, he gets the bicep. so long in there. It's so good. He doesn't hit with the fist. He hits with the bicep, which mm-hmm. is... It's like China. Weird. It's closer to the face. <laughs> so he, he hits that in. That was our seventh and eighth yep. uh, testicle shots. And then Big Cass booted uh, Daniel Bryan in the face to, to close off the show. And then uh, Nakamura was on the stage and Renee Young comes out to try and interview him. And he once again says, sorry, I don't speak English. And Byron Slatty goes like, oh, what a tragedy. And Corey Graves, I'll let you have this because I, it made me laugh so much. Corey had line of the night. He certainly did. This is a tragedy. Can you imagine forgetting an entire language? <laughs> oh, I'm so into heel, Corey. Corey La- has been great. Yeah. Really seriously great. Like, WWE commentary on the main roster is not good. But Corey Graves is. Yeah. And he is... Yeah. He's, yeah, very... Yeah. Very thankful and grateful that Corey Graves is a thing. Um, and the other, I suppose, thing I would have changed about SmackDown Live if I had the option to cut a few things out and swap a few things around and maybe change something, I wouldn't have had the backstage segment with Brian and Big Cass. I'd have had Big Cass make his return here um, and allow it to be the sort of OMG surprise that Big Cass is there. I don't think that would have worked. Okay. I think Big Cass, considering all the other names that came over, Big Cass isn't actually a big surprise. So it actually works better to to foreshadow him earlier Maybe, in yeah. the night. Okay. People aren't disappointed by the final one. Uh, but yes. Uh, so what did you give SmackDown in the end? Uh, I mean, I, as I said, like it's a, like Raw. It's almost impossible to have to not have a fun show because you have all the surprises and NXT calls. Like the Raw and SmackDown after Mania last week, and this was a really fun show. But like I, more. And it, as a as a wrestling show it wasn't great because the matches were all very short, but everything on this show was just designed to make me excited about the future of SmackDown. So I did give it um, Smacktastic. Yeah, I so I gave Raw a core yesterday, and that's four out of five. But man, like SmackDown was so much better, but not not five out of five levels like the previous week, which which I thought was exemplary. Uh, so I I would give this a. Yeah, a, a very, very high Smacktastic. Well, see, very, I, very high. Because I went a, a low Smacktastic, mm. only because like it's it is designed to make things, but as a show, I mean, the matches weren't long or anything like that. But I did I, missing I, out on the wrestling. It's missing sure, out yeah. on the wrestling, and that that was really that was really it for me. It's the only thing that kind of like made me go slow rather than high Smacktastic. But yeah, man, what a shot! And I'm, I mean, as I said, like I I think we are destined for a great 2018 on Team Blue. I really think we are, as long as. You, I mean, you've got me worried now with uh, with with Jinder twenty eighteen in the yeah. form of Big Cass. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my earlier point. It's not Baron Corbin, and that as long as it's not Baron Corbin, then it it can't it couldn't be much worse. I like Baron, uh, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> We're now about 24 hours removed since we saw the single greatest promo to hype dual-branded pay-per-views ever. Uh, how, how are you feeling about it still? Only only promo ever to hype dual-branded <laughs> promos. Which makes it the single greatest. Default, yeah. yeah. Uh, still still singing it every moment that I have of downtime. Still just 
just trying to like when I walk if I'm feeling jovial and jaunty I'll do the little Cesaro and Seamus walk yep where they walk across the screen do doing the, uh, a little kind do... of like an Egyptian dance well it's the uh, the breakfast club dance I would right. call it um, it's the, the, the icon, one of the iconic shots from The Breakfast Club. Interesting article, actually, uh, by Molly Ringwald on um, The Breakfast Club, looking at it sort of in a, in a, in a post-Me Too world, which uh, I found very fascinating. I read that on a Sunday, and it was proper, like, Sunday reading. Yeah. I felt like an actual... adult. I felt like an actual adult reading that. What, uh, uh, what did she say? It was just talking about um, certain aspects of it because like john hughes could very much be looked at someone who was a very progressive filmmaker he made he, he you know he was a male man but he made his films designed for uh, teenage girls which wasn't really a, a, a target for for hollywood sort of especially in that time but he wanted he thought of more interesting stories to tell were ones about uh, teenage girls and the, the plights that they go through particularly in that that molly ringwald trilogy of breakfast club 16 candles home alone Home Alone, anyway, Pretty in Pink, and um, uh, something you know, some kind of wonderful, you know, actually that trilogy in particular, and then The Breakfast Club, Flubber, Flubber, you know, that's another one, <laughs> more John Hughes classic stuff. I'm just, I'm just naming films. I'm like an IMDb page over here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, but it, and she was talking more about like there was still there's certain aspects of those films that are quite questionable. But they sort of like they kind of stem from his National Lampoon days in the late seventies, kind of how sort of how that bled into his writing. So even though he's there writing these, you know, quite sort of progressive movies in a way that still features like there's there is essentially unconsensual sex within the Breakfast Club, because you have that scene where Bender is under the table and he looks up Molly Ringwald's skirt, and then it's implied that he puts his face in between her legs um, to stimulate oral pleasure uh, on her. And um, it, and at that time, she is underage. He is, uh, of, I think, I think he's a couple of years older than her within the the text. And Molly Ringwald at the time was underage. It had to be a, it was a stunt pair of legs and um, stunt panties because she was underage to film that scene. And it's the sort of thing of, she wrote there that her mother felt very uncomfortable about. Like she had to be on set for for all the production anyway because Molly Ringwald was underage. And her mother felt uncomfortable. It made Molly feel very uncomfortable and all this sort of stuff. She's like, there's a lot of stuff I haven't really thought about in quite some time, but. Sort of this me, me too thing has made me kind of reevaluate some of this. But it's a really interesting because it's a really balanced way of looking at it. It's not just like, ah, oh, I'm dismissing all this work now because, you know, times have changed and we should look at it. It's a really, really well, well thought out piece and a really well written argument. It's, 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 it's fascinating stuff. It's uh, to, to try and bring it back to a wrestling thing. Would it be akin to, to trying to watch uh, a, a match from the mid 80s and saying, man, Back in the day, this was uh, this was really good. But now you watch it and you're like, "This is slow. This is this is a really badly worked match." You're, you're talking, Why are they going so crazy? You're talking more about like not different just, times, just different times. Yeah, different yeah. Times. You know, Hogan Andre from WrestleMania three is thought to be one of the great WrestleMania main events. But watching it now with 2089, it is a slog to watch. Standards change. Back in the day. Humor, a lot of humor seemed to be from that kind of. I'm gonna peek through a door, yeah, at a lady, and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff, yeah. Animal House, yeah. yeah. I, I never understood that, but I don't like girls. <laughs> that could just be because of that. Let's do some iTunes reviews before we get out of here. Just before we do get out oh, of here, just because Luke it's jumping all, in on my links. Just because it's also a, a topical subject. Any thoughts on Glow season two? Yeah, it looks really good. Can't wait for it. Yeah, loved the first season. Cannot wait for the. I was. Actually, not ready for the first season to end when it did. I was like, I could watch five more episodes of this. I'm looking forward to see what they do with Awesome Kong's heel run 
Uh, I won't say exactly what because that could spoil the first season. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, oh my god, go out One, because yeah. r- r- wrestling wrestling is popular <laughs> with women. Look, if this happened, this stuff never happened when we were kids. <laughs> if you are a kid or a teenager right now, count your lucky stars that this is a thing, and that you can maybe approach a woman and talk to her about wrestling through glow. Yeah, yes, it was something that. Oh, it was not happening in the late nineties, mate, or More. the early two thousands. Sorry, did you want Oh, to... I thought you were going to continue did... talking. While you were drinking your tea. While I was drinking my tea. I didn't realise you were ready to down the rest of what was in your cup. I've I do still apologize. got a little bit. I had to stop. Okay, so from iTunes, I think we're at Chad Rolling Thunder Gulick. Ooh. Five star. Gulick, maybe. Frog Splash Rating. No, it's Gulick. Well, that's good. That's a, a, <coughs> this is full of uh, RVD references. You've got mm. Rolling Thunder, Five Star Frog Splash. Ollie and Luke are the tag team champs of wrestling podcasts. Started watching Wrestle Talk on YouTube about two years ago, and it's my prime source for wrestling news. Would love to see the crap gimmick roster on WWE 2K18. Five star frog splash rating all the way. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Chad. Uh, I mean, That's such an American name. It, it, Chad. It really is. Um, I mean, you could see the. Uh, um, it, it on 2K18, but I wouldn't really know what to do with it because mm. I've tried to play 2K18 and I, I just don't get it. The SWAF Nation are resourceful people. Mm. I'm I'm a little bit annoyed with them that they haven't done this for us already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were waiting for us to do it because they just think that you and I are so cool mm. that we probably play video games and, and could do these sorts of things. Um, if it's not in Zelda, mate, I don't know how to create a, a wrestler. Hey, hey, Vance, SWAF Nation... This is your directive. Go forth and create the crap gimmick roster. Go back in all the wrestle rambles and try and figure out who's in there. <laughs> uh, we ha- we certainly haven't been keeping a list. <laughs> so have we got we know we've got Fishmonger, yeah, but he's like a proper jobber. Uh, there is Beastmaster, Beastmaster. Uh, Wrestlebot. Oh, I forgot 3, Wrestlebot. 000. Yeah, Wrestlebot three thousand. Uh, we recently just had Mikey the Mailman. Wasn't there some form of alien? That would come down. Oh, in, in yeah, a, like in a, a pod or yeah, something. Yeah, that was good. I can't remember what it no. is though. Uh, we'll have to go back through one day and catch up. Pharaoh writes probably backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle Ramble is the best wrestling podcast no, and not. my new favourite podcast overall. Ollie and Luke give you equal parts banner, information and speculation on all things wrestling. Joined Patreon just so I could support. Wrestle talk, good man. And uh, oh, uh, thank you. Catch thank you. Up, Sorry, uh, I didn't realize that was the end yeah. of the review. So, I'm sat on the other side of the room, so I can't see where the reviews end. I'm, uh, I'm currently looking at three quarter length shorts on eBay. Why? Why? This is why we're not allowed to sit apart because you just you're doing something else. <laughs> I my mind got distracted. I was talking about shorts earlier, and then I suddenly you've been looking it. at them <laughs> since then. No, I've just been looking at them now. Well, I'm just. Read in iTunes reviews. So Ketchup Pharaoh brings up a good point there. Everyone should go and donate on Patreon. <laughs> so you I can mean, support WrestleTalk. I've seen a lot of people being like, hey, I can't I can't donate on Patreon. Hey, this guy just signed up for it. This like, guy, yeah. He signed up just to donate. Exactly. And are you telling me, seriously, you don't have a dollar? A buck a month. You don't have a dollar a month. That's That was your original Patreon exactly. pitch, wasn't it? A buck a month. That's all we asked. But then too many people went for the buck option. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that would be a gateway drug to five bucks. But yeah. uh, no. Well, the, the reason I bring that up is because Luke and I are, as soon as we finished recording this, 
We're going to go and record Ramble Club. Yes, we've got... Lots of wrestling. Oh, man, alive. Do you want to hear some of the matches that we are going to talk about in Ramble Club? We're going to do a bit of teasing for people who might want to donate. Uh, I have got SoCal Uncensored versus The Hunger Bucks from ROH's 16th anniversary show. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. In fact, we're going through Zack Sabre Jr.'s entire New Japan Cup run, I believe, because you've watched all of it. Yes, yes. Yeah, fascinating. I've only watched a, a few of them. Um, Daisuke Sakamoto and Minori Sawa versus Timothy Thatcher and Walter. Matt Riddle versus Zack Sabre Jr. Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. And a match that I am... I'm so on the fence and debating. I've got an internal struggle about whether it's one of my favorite matches of the year. Wow. Between PCO and Walter from Joey Janela's spring break over WrestleMania weekend. I've got so many conflicting thoughts about it that I will be discussing on the Ramble Club podcast. Well, I'll be darned. (laughs) Uh, Sakimoto, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on him. Because I've heard loads of good stuff, but I've never seen him wrestle. Mm. He is... I mean, maybe I won't say anything. Cause I'm Ooh, gonna, tease I'll, it. I'll hold it off for Ramble Club. Well, we will be back on Saturday with the... Oh, God. The cup of tea caught up with me there. Uh, with news and mailbag and crap. Beautiful gimmicks. We'll see you then. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.